Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Be Beautiful Inside and Out show with me, your host, Leanne McHugh. I hope that you are all well. It's very, very sunny here in the west of Scotland and I'm pretty sure that most of the UK is the same right now. So I hope that you've had the chance to enjoy this beautiful and well needed sunshine that we've all been craving for months and months and months. Um, I remember years ago hearing that if you don't have like a bad winter, if you don't have a lot of snow, then you tend to have a not so great summer and we didn't have a lot of snow in the this part of like well the part of the world that I'm in so I definitely think there's something in that but alas the um the sunshine is finally here and it's to last quite a while so I am super super excited just to arrive at work and pick up my kids and just everything seems a bit easier in the sunshine doesn't it well I think it does anyway so tonight, um, I am feeling so grateful. I'm very, very tired as well. I have to say, disclaimer, I am hormonal. I'm on my moon time. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling very, very drained. Um, but I had the absolute most amazing weekend. Um, and I will tell you more about the significance of this in future. Um, but I had an amazing weekend, um, a very glamorous weekend. And then I took my period on Sunday and came back to reality with a bit of a bang. Um, but yeah, it was super, super amazing. Um, so as I say, I'll tell you about that in future. Um, but today, my little girls had a play date with their nursery friend um after my eldest little girl's piano lesson I spent time with my friend and her kids my guys got a little McDonald's on the way home and being really honest I've totally left this podcast until last minute um I just want to be really open and transparent about that so I'm sitting recording this a few hours before it's due to go out but hey ho that's how we're rolling this week that's the way life has gone and I'm feeling no shame about it at all Um, So this week's episode is all about letting go and recognising when it's okay to let go of something. Now for anyone that um, is listening in and has known me a long, long time, I used to perform at children's parties um, in a past life and the song Let It Go from Frozen, um, yeah, I used to sing that a good few times a day. Um, so yeah, I'm not talking about Elsa for once, I'm not talking about Let It Go, the song, but I'm talking about the the aspects of letting go in life and when it's okay to do so. Now when I was younger, one of the first pieces of inspiration and advice I ever got from my dad was if at first you don't succeed try and try again and I've really always lived my life by that like I'm not somebody that gives up very easily I'm quite stubborn actually and I'm one for trying and trying and trying Um, and I think that it's okay to keep working at things in life and in my opinion, I think that people give up too easily on so many things these days. And I think it's because we live in that Amazon era where, you know, something breaks and rather than try and fix it, it's like, oh, we'll just go on and order it and it'll come the next day. Like, we don't really need to wait for anything new these days. However, so while we don't need to, while we um, give up on things too easily, I do think in some situations, 
I think it's great that we're now in an era where we don't need to put up with things the way that we used to and we don't need to put up with them for the wrong reasons. Now I'm going to talk to you tonight um, about two huge things that I've had to give up on in the last year. Not that I've had to, I've chosen to. Um, And it's really strange because when I was writing out my notes for this podcast episode, I realised how much the two incidents were connected and impacted each other and both impacted me in similar ways. And I think it just shows how much the universe works in such mysterious ways. But yeah, the first situation that I want to talk about, let and go with, as my most recent romantic relationship. Um, and I've spoken about before the fact that I split up with my ex-partner last year, became a single parent. We, of course, have three kids together. And that romance, looking back at it, that relationship, it really, really was a whirlwind romance. And in the beginning, there was a lot of opinions and rumours about how we got together and how it had happened. And so many people just had so much to say about it all. And of course, I fell pregnant very, very quickly, very unexpectedly. And within that relationship, gosh, I'm starting to get emotional. Wow. <laughs> within that relationship, I really, 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 really wanted it to work. And when it comes to my kids, life, it wasn't the way that I'd planned it. And I don't regret any of it for a minute. Um, And that relationship, I think like all relationships, has taught me so much about what I want from life and what I don't want, quite frankly, as well. And throughout the last few years, for many, many different reasons, like I've found so much strength in myself and my capabilities and I'm really grateful for the time and space that I was given within that relationship to be able to do that um you know I've always been open with my ex-partner about personal development and trying to work in myself and I think sometimes in relationships that can be quite hard for a partner to to watch because if you're not both on the same page with personal development it can feel like the other person is changing before your eyes but yeah that's something that I don't ever feel like I was stopped from doing I, I don't feel like I was held back from working on myself and I think it's important to highlight how important that is but our relationship at the same time was also very very challenging we had a particular very very challenging situation as well as me having three hyperemesis gravidarum pregnancies in that time. And if you don't know what hyperemesis gravidarum is, it's a very, very extreme form of pregnancy sickness. I mean, I was being sick sometimes 60, 70 times a day. Yes, 60 and 70. Like, I was so, so ill um, for majority of my pregnancies. Um, being pregnant in itself is a very challenging time. I was also grieving through my third pregnancy um, because of the sickness, of course, as well. I was stu- um, struggling with antenatal depression. And quite frankly, in my relationship, I was really, really lonely for a lot of the time as well. So all of these different challenges really drove me further 
into that personal development and I had to keep working on myself and my mind to get through all of these challenges. Personal development itself via coaches, books, cold water therapy, breath work, self-love, boundaries, even though I was doing all of these things, it got to a stage of my relationship where I just couldn't do it anymore. My nervous system was absolutely wrecked and destroyed and I got to the stage that I know I'd done every single thing I possibly could on my part to make it work. And I got to the stage I literally had nothing more to give. And I made the decision I had to walk away from my sanity and peace of mind and to be a role model to my kids and to know that it's okay to walk away. Now, the old me, because I think so many of us have visions of how life is going to come about and how we're going to have our families and how we're going to meet the person that we we spend the rest of our lives with. And I had all of these plans and images of, you know, meeting somebody and eventually buying a house and having a big wedding and then having my children after we were married and you know quite traditional way of doing things and you know maybe that's why the universe it gave me my family and the way that it did to show me that you know you're still worthy no matter if you don't conform to these sort of traditional ways of doing things not that I ever judged anyone else before for their situations but I had maybe a lot of pressure and judgment on myself to do things a certain way and life couldn't have turned out more opposite to what I had you know envisaged that that way of doing things um but of course the universe always provides um our God. um I like to think of God and the universe as being the one thing but yeah you know that higher power source gives us things in the way we don't expect them sometimes um I knew that I always wanted a family that was something for sure but I just didn't think it was going to happen in the way that it did anyway I digress but I wanted to show to my kids that it's okay as I say to walk away for you know your yourself and your own self-love and the old me would have stayed in that relationship to prove something to the world because I would have felt a lot of shame around how I had my children or shame at the fact that I wasn't married or guilt or embarrassed that it didn't work out and you know this thought has definitely crossed my mind before but I would have felt shame and guilt and looking at other people thinking why does it work for everyone else why does life work out for them why does life work in the you know the traditional sense obviously I realize that that's not the case but you know having these thoughts of what why me why didn't it work out for me and what I've come to realize is that people are holding on every day to things not just relationships but things jobs friendships situations and fear of being judged for walking away and so many people are pretending to be happy now I'm not judging them for doing so but what I am is opening my eyes to the fact that this happens every single day 
And it's made me really realize that you have to do what's best for you and ultimately what's best for your nervous system. Now, walking away from that relationship is absolutely the hardest thing I've ever done. And I doubted myself for weeks, for months, and for ages I didn't even tell most people because I was so embarrassed about it. And I suppose in some way I thought that maybe things would work out and it was just a blip. But deep down I knew that I I just couldn't stay in that situation anymore. And I ended up at the end of last year, um, so at the end of 2022, I ended up with tonsillitis, like recurring tonsillitis for months. I'm not even exaggerating when I said I just had tonsillitis for months and months and months and months on end. And of course, with all the woo-woo-ness I like and all the personal growth and understanding energy healing and the impact that energy has on the body and your thoughts and yeah, how these all weight on each other. The more I understand the mind-body connections, I genuinely believe that my throat was so sore and that I had tonsillitis all that time because I couldn't get out what I wanted and what I needed to say. Now, when I started to tell people, I mean people that aren't in my very closest circle, of course, my very, very closest friends and family knew that that we weren't together anymore. But when I went into the new year and I started to tell people, that changed and the tonsillitis disappeared. I started taking a lot more control of my health and my well-being but again there's more on that at another time but I definitely recognize that even though I started to tell people my health changed like one thing that I'm absolutely not ready for is to meet anyone else and What I am doing just now is focusing on me and my babies and my business and figuring out what I want in future. Now, something else that I've had to let go in the last year is one of the classes that I teach. And I teach a class called Zumbini, which is created especially for babies and toddlers and their families and caregivers. Now, this class, when I first opened my business, when I opened my performing arts school, this was my most popular class. And this was the class that actually drove me to open the school as a whole. Like, I was looking to teach this class anyway because I loved it. I'd taken my own little girls to another class of this in Glasgow, and I knew at that point that I had to teach it. Um, I had been teaching Zumba during lockdown online and this was the next right step and as I say that it, it then grew into opening up a performing arts school as a whole and I taught this class when I was pregnant and of course I stopped and I was getting nearer the time for Esme being born I taught two blocks so I really did teach it for quite a long time Now, after Esme was born, I tried to restart this class and she was only five months old. And already I was thinking about, I want to leave my my nine to five. Like, I want to be able to work exclusively on my own terms. So I was push, push, pushing myself to get back to teaching this class when she was only five months old. And the week that, or a couple of weeks after, or around the time that that class was starting back on the next block, was when you know, the the final straw 
um, broke and my relationship broke down. And naturally, I wasn't mentally able to teach at that point. And when I look back, I was probably suffering a little bit with postnatal depression and anxiety, which, of course, is so normal. Um, but with all the other added stresses of life on it, I just wasn't mentally able to, to teach the class. Now, I tried about a month or so later, so I gave myself a month just to get my head straight. And I tried a month or so later to get the classes back up and running. And some were really, really busy. I'd actually scheduled in six classes a week in all different areas. Oh, it was crazy when I think back, like I was teaching two classes a day over three days of the week and I was traveling in between them. And yeah, it was just, I've learned the hard way that that's just far too much. Um, but yeah, some of these classes were really busy and I was one week into my block and I took tonsillitis. I used to get tonsillitis all the time when I was younger, but I hadn't had it in years. It was probably about seven or eight years since I'd last had it. And you know, that week, uh, the second week I cancelled my class and again, I thought, you know, this will be back up and running in a week's time. It'll pass. This is what happens when you get tonsillitis. But this was around the time that strep A was rife. And I then completely lost my voice. So that's not ideal apart from having a sore voice. But having no voice at all is just not ideal when your job involves singing and speaking to people. And ultimately your voice is your, your, your main tool. So then I had to cancel those blocks all together I refunded them straight away no questions asked and I had to put my health first and then I had six more rounds of antibiotics I was on three different kinds of antibiotics recurrently and I was just so so ill at the end of last year I can't even yeah I can't even comprehend how unwell I was and every time it started to clear up no quicker I would finish antibiotics and a day later it was back again. Now into the new year, into 2023, Esme turned one at the beginning of March and I started these classes back up again. Obviously my evening classes had still been running during this time. I ran taster sessions and trials to try and get people in the door and, and understand the power and how amazing these classes were, but it was still super, super quiet. And the families that did come along were amazing and I loved meeting their little ones. I had some children that had come back, you know, as toddlers that had been there as babies when I was teaching it and I was pregnant. But I was still missing out on Esme so much. But then my mindset at that point was, you know, if I was back at my usual nine to five, I'd be missing out on her. This is just what you have to do to make money, which is, is very, very true for a lot of people. So that was sort of my driving force for a few weeks. However, the classes still didn't pick up and I was beginning to feel like it was a chore, especially while missing out on my own baby while teaching others. I mean, talk about mum guilt, <laughs> going out to work, literally spend time, quality time with all these other little babies and my, my little one. I was at home with her dad or my mum and financially the classes were also running at a loss they weren't even breaking even so I was getting so anxious and ill again and I was starting to feel like I was failing and that I was just shit essentially at what I was doing 
Now, my rational brain that knew otherwise, but deep down inside, I was just feeling so, so bad. So then again, I had to take the decision to cancel that class indefinitely. My nervous system was suffering and I was going to end up down the road of becoming physically so ill again. But once I'd announced that decision to parents, once I'd taken the decision and announced it, I felt so much more at peace. And I'm so glad now that I did, that I made that decision. I'm so much more happier spending time with Esme, having her on a one-to-one while my older girls are at nursery. And yeah, just soaking up as much precious time as possible with her as I can. Because having my own business while I was on maternity leave for my, my nine to five when she was born, having my own business and having my students perform a show when she was just 12 weeks old, combined with being too ill for months to actually doing anything with her, like I just felt like I had missed out on so, so much with her. So... Yeah, that's two huge things that have come in, been a massive challenges in my life that I've had to let go of for completely different but related reasons. And I want you to consider the following three signs or the following three signals when you're looking at possibly stopping something and are unsure what to do to do about it. So the first thing I'd ask you to think about is considering have you done everything you can or everything that you're willing to do to make a situation work? Now, I think that it's important that you need to know it's okay that you you don't need to exhaust yourself to take every single action or having taken every single action. I mean, if you're feeling resistance to even trying to make something work, that's a huge sign in itself. Now, you can try absolutely everything and that's okay. But if you're getting to a stage where you're putting yourself at risk and your health at risk to try everything, then you have to really sit back and see that as a sign in itself. The second thing I want you to consider is, who are you holding on for? Now, for example, we hear in relationships all the time that people are holding on for the kids and until the kids reach a certain age or they move out to go to uni, things like that, that people hold on until that point. But no matter what your situation is, like it's important to think about, are you holding on to prove someone else wrong? Did someone tell you not to go for that job or not to get married to that person? Or, you know, are you holding on because of the thought of being judged like stuff that the only person you should be worrying about is you your kids your friends your family the people closest to you need you to be at your best in order to be there for them so don't make yourself ill to prove a point and the third thing I would ask you to consider is to check in with your body and mind how does your nervous system feel What are your physical symptoms? And just consider the fact that if something feels out of alignment, it probably is. So do some meditation and visualization, journal it, write it all down. Go over it that way and then go with your gut. If it doesn't feel good anymore, then don't push yourself into doing it. 
Now that can be quite a hard one because I think any of us, you know, can get a bit of the Sunday night blues or think I'm a bit scunnered. That's such a Scottish word. Like I'm a bit fed up with X, Y, and Z. We can all feel that about our jobs, our relationships, our friendships, anything like that. But yeah, if something's making you start to feel mentally and physically ill, I think that's a different level. And I think that journaling and visualisation helps you to differentiate between that. So I hope that that fills you with ideas and inspiration on, you know, considering letting go. And I want you to just I want to just remind you that it's absolutely okay to keep going with a situation that's hard because so much of life is and sometimes we do need to push through the struggles to reap the rewards. However, don't make yourself ill over it. I seen a quote the other week about how quitting the right things is actually for winners. Because quitting the right things creates time, space and energy to call in bigger and better, more powerful, happier things within your life. So I hope that if you're in the UK that you are lapping up the beautiful sunshine this week and wherever else you are in the world, I hope the weather's good where you are too. But yes, I will look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening in. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you again next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening into this week's episode. I would really love it if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe if you're enjoying the show as this helps many other beautiful souls like you discover the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at bebeautifulinsideandoutwithlee, Lee spelled L-I, and also at The Mindful Mummy Life. Screenshot, share to your stories and with the friends you know who may benefit. Remember, you are worthy, you are loved, you are enough. And... You are beautiful inside and out.